Welcome to Dynamics of Dialogue, your one-stop shop for peace and love on the airwaves, a safe space for people of color and our allies. Join us every week as we have real dialogue with people going through real life. Your dynamic, your dialogue. Come get some. Hey everybody, today is uh, September, look the year's gone by so quickly right, this is October 21st, Uh, we are talking about the pleasure principle today right, Um, so originally today we were going to do a demonstration, Um, you'll notice that our other uh, guest, regular guest uh, Takesha Weidman Smith is not here today, she's not feeling well, but we're going to have this conversation and we're going to take it in the direction we wanted to go because we think it's still very, very important important to understand um, some of the dynamics. So I know for, for, for me, um, I wanted to, to highlight the importance of, I think there is a, an importance of pleasing your partner. Uh, so in, in the context of, of, a, of a relationship. So who I have with me here today is Mad Queen of Mad Queen Media. And then we've got uh, 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 Keisha Perry from Beautiful One Sisters. Good morning, everyone. Yay. Okay. So um, I just really want to have, just really take some time and have an open, candid conversation with you ladies about your ideas. Uh, So I'm just going to go ahead and dig right in. Is that right? Sounds good. Of course. That's why we're here. Okay. So, you know, so first, you know, first and foremost is this idea of, to put it in context, when you consider people that, um, you know, everybody has their own things that they like, right? Their sexual mm-hmm. desires. Everybody wants to be pleased. Yeah. Um, and, and some of those come from a really healthy place. Some of those don't necessarily come from a really healthy place. Right. Right. Um, and then when you have a relationship somewhere, you have to contain that. Mm-hmm. You, 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 somehow it has to be contained. Now, you know, some of us have healthy, unhealthy desires for reasons that, you know, you, it's not some. it may not be something that you can just say, okay, I can just get rid of, you know, somebody, I, I, I'm, I want to think of an example. Give me an example of something that people would, I don't know, somebody would say is unhealthy. Uh, um, sexually unhealthy. Yeah. Um, threesomes. Threesomes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's so unhealthy. So yeah. maybe, so say for example, somebody, you know, they 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 had experiences, uh, a sexual experience that was, could have been traumatic for them, right? Right. But uh, but um, oftentimes people develop the characteristics that go along with a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. It becomes a part of them, it, almost like a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it and it becomes a part. I don't know what I don't want to say their identity. I'm not a psychologist, so y'all understand. I'm I'm you know I'm only talking as a person with experience in certain areas and a lot of opinions and a lot of reading and just exploring the subject. But you say, you so say, for example, you have that person and this may be something that they just really, really want. Mm-hmm. And within the course of a relationship, maybe a partner, a lot of people are not really open Into to that. that. Right. For it. So you have to have, you know, how do you create a, a, an intersection between the things that you have to have and then, you know, still while still establishing healthy boundaries for your partner. Like for me, threesomes are a challenge. I, I, I'm not really 
I haven't done it. I, right. I don't really think that that's something I want to do to yeah. accommodate. I somebody. think communication is mm-hmm. the major thing. Like you have to be open and honest with your partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think you just have to talk it out. You know, if you're not comfortable with it, you got to let them know. And I don't know books. Uh, I don't know what what how you that partner would get you there, mm-hmm. but I think communication mm-hmm. is the key. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think communication. I don't know that uh, communication would change something like that for me still. Yeah. No, the core yeah. of it is knowing what you want as an individual to be able to communicate that. Yes. You know, so, yes, of course, communication, but, I think, but you got to be able to say, this is what I want and this is what right, I want. Right. I think it's okay to say no. It's uh, You better say no. Yeah, it's you know okay I mean? to you say better. no. Because you're not going to be happy right. at the end of it. Exactly. Say no. So now, but now consider this, right? So think about, like, I know I've, I've ranted a lot about being in relationships and guys tipping out. I've ranted a lot about being approached by a lot of married men. Mm. And I'm like, what is, I used to think at one point I thought I'm a married man magnet. Wow. I thought that I was just a married man magnet. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. They were just coming to you. You know, like out of the blue, like, what, what? you know, but what I find is that it seems as though these men are, in these positions, it just keeps happening over and over again. So after a while, I start, you know, you, 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 I kind of want to understand why these men are in positions where there are things about them that they are not um, comfortable with mm. sharing with their spouses. Mm-hmm. And I can think of a couple of examples. Um, I know one guy, and these are people that I knew. I mean, these are not just like strangers on the street. Oh, screen. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are people that I actually knew in life, and, you know, we've hung out, been friends, and yeah. all of a sudden one day, oh, yeah, i just been wanting to do this to you. Like, what? You know, where did that come from? Wow. Yeah, like, I've hung out with y'all. Like, and you, you're friends with the wife? Yeah, like, everybody? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wow, that? wow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what, you know, what is that? I don't yeah. know, you know, um, but, you know, you find out that I, I, I know lots of men that I've dated. I've discovered that they've confided in me that they've been uh, sexually abused. Mm. You know, so they may have some of them have expressed a desire for anal play. Um, one of the another thing I can talk about, um, at least from my end of the spectrum, is that uh, people that have been uh, exposed to sexual trauma, particularly at early ages, lots of times it creates um, hypersexuality. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That becomes a, a side effect of that. Right. And for me, it didn't hit until late, late in life. <laughs> it wow. didn't hit until late, late in life. Yeah. But um, so now you have this person. And so within, and it's, again, it's almost like surreal, right? That I'm even talking about it now um, because I recognize this is a podcast and lots of people are going to hear this. But at the end of the day, there's a purpose in having this discussion. Exactly. Right. Because there are people that, how do you contain that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How? Because there is a shame that goes along with being. Right. Yes. yes. Right. And, and I know I felt it as a woman. It's heavier on us. It's we heavier have, on us. We have a certain we're not idea to. to maintain. We right. have to have this image that we have to exactly. maintain. We can't do what the boys do because, you know, we run, we're the mothers here. We're, we're the matriarchs. Mm-hmm. So we can't be out here being all hypersexual. And a lot of the, a lot of the shame, um, it's hard to deal with the shame when, it's reinforced by other women. Right. So a lot of, we hold ourselves to certain standards as women Mm -hmm. that we probably shouldn't. Exactly. You know, when you find out that people in your family may have suffered from hypersexuality, Mm -hmm. but they kept it from you. Yeah. So now you're trying to live your life according to this lifestyle that they set up that they weren't even living by. Mm. That's good. 
and they handled it in just different ways right exactly right you know and it's a it's a thing you know i i often look at the anti-slut shaming movement like i have mixed feelings about it Mm -hmm. because on one hand um i i don't i don't like that label i wouldn't want to carry it and i i get it you know the same way we've taken the n-word right but i i don't feel like i need to i don't feel like i need to embrace that exactly Mm -hmm. in order to find peace and comfort with what i'm dealing with now right um but i look at somebody like amber rose you know lots of people talk about her in a lot of ways but i think you can look at women i think you can kind of tell um certain women i I don't know her story i don't know her personally but i think when you have women that have when, when i see that level of hypersexuality and that open openly exposed that tells me to me that they've been exposed at a very early age. Mm. They're probably, and they're that comfortable with it because they've had to be mm-hmm. right. Wow. It's a part of being okay. If you're a person that's been through that kind of sexual trauma um, and you were introduced to these things and this is what you believe sex is. Right. That's all you know. You've mm-hmm. got, how are you going to be comfortable with yourself? How, so what if, and I just want to ask you guys, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how comfortable you are, you are with sharing your personal, personal experiences, but mm-hmm. I want to know, do you have experiences with that? And you know, how, how did you feel about dealing with your sexuality? Cause I want to still put that under the lens of how do these people with this kind of problem manage that inside a relationship? And where do you draw the line between yourself and your 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 mate go ahead ahead. i can speak um for me i've always struggled with defining sexuality because i was told it was so many different things Mm -hmm. Um, i've i can think back to maybe when i was about i was a child i remember having uh the sexual thoughts i can't can't think back that far but um as i got older I would do things because, of course, you know, we weren't talking about this stuff. Right. You know, there, there's no conversations whatsoever between mother or grandmother. None of that. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at Cosmo magazine. You know, I'm looking at all these other ways to mm-hmm. get information about sex. Not really sure why I was so interested in it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I still can't tell you that. But I know that um, I was always looking for more information, mm-hmm. mm. always looking for more information. But it wasn't readily available. So the yeah. information that I was getting was either from a rapper or from a magazine, but not a reputable source mm. to give me a trusted source. Trusted source. I'm not going to say reputable. Yeah, trusted mm-hmm. source mm-hmm. to where I could take that as a frame of reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as I got older, I found myself suppressing my sexuality because people that I was dating wouldn't really, so couldn't really understand some mm-hmm. of the conversations I was. having. was a little too advanced. So I would find myself dating older guys. So I was, uh, I was 18. My boyfriend was like 25. Mother hated him uh. for a little bit. But uh, I always found myself dating older guys because they kind of understood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll deal with younger guys. They didn't really understand. And that mm-hmm. was where the labeling came from. Mm. And a lot of times we label people based off of our personal definitions of sexual behavior. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, I was 12 years old. That was the first time I got called a hoe. I was 12 years old. I got called a hoe because I kissed my boyfriend in front of people. Wow. By an adult called by a hoe? No, 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 no. Oh, by kids. But okay. who taught them that later? Right. You know what I mean? Somebody exactly. at some and, point. And, and let's just look at that. At 12 yeah. years old, is that 
Yeah, not this, age appropriate. This, this whole labeling, you're, right? You're, right, but is that not age appropriate? Like exploration, like a kiss, right? Mm-hmm. It's a kiss. Like it's not like we had sex in the parking right, lot. Right, you know what I mean? Wow, nothing like that. But that's because the level, the standards of sexual acceptance were different. Mm-hmm. Yes, at the time, you yes. know, the people who saw it were like, "Oh my goodness, she kissed two people." She's a hoe. She's a wow. hoe. So now you get this labeling. So now if you tell somebody when they're 12, 13, 14, they're a hoe. Hmm. How and, far and, does that carry out? And that becomes now your belief, right? All right. of these things. Because ultimately, I think a lot of the way that we feel about ourselves don't really come as kids. We talk about kids that are strong-willed mm-hmm. and call them bad, but they're just being who they are. That's right. They are. And, and they don't get negative ideas about themselves until they grow up and start to get these ideas from other people. It's what right. they're told. That's that inner voice. That's where your mm-hmm. inner voice really comes from, right? A lot yeah. of people telling you stuff. How many people have that? Right? What is, mm. Does your inner voice tell you positive things about yourself? Mm. <laughs> does yeah. it really check it? You know, if, yeah. if not, you have to well, really I, get in check. I, I think it, it, now it does. Mm. Back then it didn't. You know what I mean? But it had to be a mind thing where you make it tell yourself positive things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes all that negativity, you be like, no, mm-hmm. you got to cut gotta that off. You right. got to shut it up. Right. Yeah. Right. You yeah. got to shut it up. Yeah. 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 You got, so, so it's true. a process that you have to go through. Exactly. You know, exactly. so within that, within and and uh, within the context of this conversation, um, how do you manage your identity, your sexual identity when you are marginalized for being a particular way? You don't feel like it's okay. And this is just us talking. I, I know there's the term cisgender and I know you're straight mm-hmm. women and you're, so I really don't understand that. I, I know that woman is definitely means a lot more than just a heterosexual woman nowadays, yeah. but bearing into mind, if it's, if it is this difficult for us mm-hmm. as heterosexual women, mm-hmm. I, it makes me what are the others going through? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me compassionate towards what a transgender woman would go through mm-hmm. uh, um, and the, the many variations. Because to me, in my mind, I mean, you know, if you understand, just basic science backs up the fact that this feminine power is, is more powerful, right? right. It, it takes, what is it? That's the X chromosome. That's mm-hmm. the woman. And you have to have a Y chromosome in order to make a boy. So there's mm-hmm. always more X's than Y's. Right. Mm-hmm. And it takes the Y to make a boy. So it makes sense to me where you have this gender range, this fluidity. That mm-hmm. makes sense to mm-hmm. me um, in a lot of ways. And so, you know, it's this whole, again, this whole conversation is about finding ways to be okay with that. So Keisha, can you think of some ways that, I mean, I don't know. What was your sexuality like as you were becoming? Yeah, I I can remember um, as a young child, my mother was um, sexually assaulted as a child. Mm -hmm. So she was very, 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 very protective of me and my sister. You know what I'm saying? Like we couldn't sleep over people's houses, family or no family. Like she, Mm -hmm. but then on the, other notes she was very very vocal Mm -hmm. about you know sex like I didn't have to get anything from books like all my friends everybody came to my mom to talk about it like she told us what orgasms was and you know um you know oral sex and just anything we could go to her with any questions about sex so 
I never had, you know, when I became a teenager, I, I my friends thought I was really old because I didn't give up my virginity until I was 16. And they was like, oh, you're so old. And I was like, oh, am I? You know, I didn't know. You know, so I was considered the nerd where my other friends were kind of considered the hoe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you had sex when you were younger, people was, oh, she a hoe. You know, on the playground, everybody calling that person a hoe. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what a hoe was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just was like, okay. So as far as going into adulthood, I always knew what I wanted, how I wanted, and I just spoke on it. Mm -hmm. Because I think, and I think that came from learning about sex and, you know, at a younger age and what it was all about. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah, well, so you, look, you look at some of the mystery out. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have girls going asking the wrong people. Right. Wrong right. 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 And so, I even remember raising my children. I was very vocal. You know, when I got with my second husband, he was like, gosh, you talk to them about everything. I'm like, you have to. And that's good. See, so what you did is you, you're, you modeled what your mom did. Exactly. Because I remember you being a protective mom. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, yeah, so you, so... Uh, it sounds to me like your mom must have she had to deal with it right because in order for her to be that kind of mom and still be able to talk, to talk about, about it right that means that she had to deal and come to terms somehow yeah, yeah. with with because I, it does it does but a lot of times what will happen is a person a mother is sexually assaulted they never talk about it they right. never tell their children about it and then what happens is that child so it's kind of like a generational curse it just goes from generation to generation and, and, to generation to, to generation and to speak to that although because I, I i i'm sorry i hate to call it a curse because a curse is something that you don't have control over this is something that we do right and, and the reason why it goes from generation to generation is because it happens and we don't do and, and we don't talk about you it. We don't sitting, treat it. You we don't, don't treat say it. Anything. You sitting there having Thanksgiving dinner with your rapist every day. Exactly, exactly. And it's normal. And we're and this is what we normalize for our our young men and mm-hmm. our young women. We right, get over it, heal from it, and don't, don't talk about jail. it. Don't talk about don't it. Don't so, say nothing and, to nobody about it. So don't it. say anything to anybody about it. So now we have situations where you've got men and women. Right, I include the men because I again I, I can't be raped every day. Boys, I can't get this out of my mind yeah. how many of my male friends Boys and how many men I have dated and, then when I, and, and it makes me and I know it you know I, it could it, it really puts another lens on this for me because it's like well at the end of the day when you understand uh, as much as I hate to say it mm-hmm. um, I despise what R. Kelly is doing mm-hmm. 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 that is a deviant person mm-hmm. and he, I you're not born that sexually deviant Mm -hmm. that that kind of deviance is created Mm -hmm. i have no idea what this man was exposed to exactly Mm -hmm. that that type of deviance to have this level of deviance and i mean he's got that you know he was exposed to a lot a lot say he was a lot i didn't that song he just had this song right right i didn't listen what was it i i because confess or i admitted because he 
clarify, he classified, we had the conversation about that because he classified himself really, it's like he sees himself as the victim. Mm-hmm. And in his mind, he is. He, because he doesn't have an understanding. In his mind, he thinks this is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? This is his normal. This is his normal. So now we get to a place where, you know, I understand there's these things happening, but now what do we do? Right. Right. So, and I think that it just starts with something as simple as how we're interacting within our relationships. Mm-hmm. So if I'm dating somebody and I've had requests, yeah. And I brought it up last week, right? I've had requests actually from men that want anal play. Mm-hmm. You know, they have been uh, violated as young children in that way. And, you know, they, they don't want to be with men. They want to be with women, but they want that incorporated. And, and so, but a lot of life. women don't want to do that right. because it makes them see the man as less masculine. Well, we don't understand our men. We don't understand We don't understand it. our men. If we accept that they're going through this level of trauma and we know that we have men who cannot control their dicks. Mm-hmm. First thing we want to do is label them cheaters and all this other thing. But if you actually talk to this person as a friend and have that conversation, yeah, you might actually see where that came from. Wow. Right. So it's not your job to fix it. No, no, no. But it puts you at a place of understanding. It puts you at, mm-hmm. but see, it's it, again, it's a challenging thing because I think, you know, it, what is the CDC? I think I know I keep, it's, I felt like a broken record, right? One in three women have been the victims of sexual, sexual assault. assault. Uh, and that's reported. Mm-hmm. Reported. Exactly. And we and know everybody's a lot. I didn't report any of mine. Right. I didn't report anything. Wow. Mine were actually weren't reported either. Oh, wow. So three of us and two have not reported. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And that's not even to say, um, what if I would have, how far would it have gone? Well, what actually, and see, here's the challenge now. Oh boy. That's another show. (laughs) I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to do it on another show. Um, but for me, it was, it, it was, it lasted over a a span of, of years and it was multiple people. At different Are we talking childhood or adulthood? From childhood, the last incident was in adulthood. Oh, wow. And I don't even include that, and I don't know why. I do yeah. know why. It's a, you know, it, because it's almost like a real uh, an acceptance that is this what life really is, you know? Yeah. It's just a part of that thing. Um, but one was actually reported, and nothing ever came out of it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But, oh, you know, wow. but, or, let's leave you talk about the fact that you didn't realize it was an assault till like maybe three years later. Oh, well, I, I don't even know. You know. I, yeah, well, that, I mean. In your situation, yes. You know, yeah, yeah. In mine, I did. Right. Right. You know, but so, so, but so now here we have, like, for me, so a big part of my struggle. So imagine me, God, I'm, I'm you know, every time I can say I this, I can't wait. Real quick, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But when you say it wasn't reported, but did you tell someone? Was an adult told? My father, yes. Oh. And we went down to the police station. Yeah, and nothing ever happened after that. Nothing ever happened. I never got, no one ever got me help. Uh, and I'll talk about it more, yeah. but for for me, it I had been. That saddens me. I, I, I have been touched. It's not supposed to go like that. <laughs> I have been touched. Actually, so if I include the adult, um, assaulted by four men and two women in my life between the ages of six and probably 30. Um, and, um, mm. I'm just going to pause for a minute because yeah. that, take a minute. when I say that it's so heavy, Yeah, you know, um, it's that's, so, it's, that is, it's, it's heavy when you, when I actually speak it out loud, that is a, a challenge to speak out loud. Now, can but, I ask you, how were you with, um, your son? How, how were you a protective mom? Were you? 
I was a did pro- you speak to him about I was a what protective mom and I was a protective mom it took me a while to actually tell him what happened because uh, as a you know he as a younger teen he was very protective mm-hmm. and yeah. he it, it's very difficult for him to process certain things you know when he hears um so but I was very protective but then again that's a whole nother story I know that there you know um I know that one time there was one child when he was very small that tried to approach him that way. And he did tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, a good thing because yeah. I had the conversation about your safe spaces, this right. is your private zone and things like that. Yeah. So, but still for me, after having that many experiences and I don't say this, you know, um, to expose myself and people, Oh, she's a freak, you know, First Negro pop up in my inbox. You going on blast? Mm-hmm. We're coming and, you for know, you. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. You just gonna go on blast? That's all. Because um, that's not what this is for, right? Um, but you know, with within it does create a challenge for me that within my relationships, I now have to find a way. How do I accept those things that are normalized for me? Mm-hmm. Right? Because my normal. It's not like everybody's normal ain't the same. same. Right. So I have to accept part of that is, you know, creating the line between what's healthy, what's not healthy. And even maybe even some of those things that may be considered unhealthy. How do I incorporate that into the safety of a relationship? How do I how do I get my needs met, my desires met without violating my my partner's mm-hmm. boundaries mm-hmm. and i agree it has a lot to do with conversation but i you know one conversation i had with a friend of mine i think it starts with creating safe spaces mm-hmm. right and i think that we're not to speak to what you said you, you know we're not necessarily we're not responsible for fixing it mm-hmm. but i think that um it is time for us in our relationships um in order to have more meaningful intimacy mm-hmm we have to create safe spaces mm-hmm. so that we can have these conversations because I think I, I, I just can't, how else can you address the way there's married? I almost, you know, like we just had a conversation the other day, I almost like, you know, kind of want to be married, but you know, almost every, I know a lot of married guys that cheat, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and again, it's not the woman's fault. It's them searching for a need. Right. And, and I guarantee you that the majority of the time they're not telling their wives. And I have these conversations still mm-hmm. not even saying it's her fault. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she can't have a conversation with him right. Right. if he doesn't ever in his mind think that he can even a lot verbalize. Of, a lot of it is asking the right questions, though. If you to ask your partner the right questions, mm-hmm. because a lot of times we'll um, ask questions that we're looking for yes or no answers to instead, instead of, of giving them the opportunity mm-hmm, to explain speak. or explore mm-hmm. but sometimes they really don't know why they like what they like they just know they like it and they got to have it mm-hmm. so um what what for, for example with me i asked um I'm trying to think of how i worded this question i asked something to the effect of when is the last time you had a threesome Instead when of the last time, do, do you, you want to have or one? Do you even because like them? I or have know, you had one? yeah, have you yeah. had one? You know, that, those are all yes or no questions, right? Right, right. So if your but answer is I never time? did it, mm-hmm. if your answer is I never did it, right? Now we can talk, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or no, I would never do something like that. We don't need to talk about it anymore, right? I know where you stand. Mm-hmm. But see, and again, I think sometimes now, uh, just to play the devil's advocate, 
Well, no, I was going to say maybe they might say I would never want to do that mm. because they're thinking a lot of times men will answer you with they, they, they think they, you want to hear. Answer you hear. Despite how many times you beg for the honesty, they don't believe you want mm-hmm. them to be honest. So right. They're going to still give you the best version of the response. And, and that and that and there's validity in that. Right. Because we have to be able to accept. Exactly. What, when they say it, we got to take it and bite it and roll. And, but part of that is, is that when we at when we ask for honesty, but we're not asking for cruelty. Exactly. Right. exactly. So if somebody says, you know, oh babe, you know these jeans look, you know, tight on me, or they too, we don't want bitch. You look fat. We want uh, put on something else. You might want to, you know, put change. That's what we're talking about. Right. Honestly, we're not talking about being cruel, right? right? Without that, and we talked about that last week too. So again, you know, there's conversation. There's there's creating safe spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think how do we do that, right? In a in a culture where where how much. How how we we don't communicate and talk on a deeper level. We we have like women get together and bond and right. have these conversations. That's what this whole platform is about, right? Exactly. These, these you know, because these are we may be, we, people may not be having these conversations on the airwaves, but we do it all the time. Right, right, right. right. Behind being had, you're absolutely right. They're being had because <laughs> that's how we right. learn. We, you know, exactly. <laughs> Can, you know, and and men do the same thing. And in the barbershop, they mm. have these conversations, but they don't have it with each other. They, yeah. Right, right. And we're not having these. So you know, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, sexual intimacy because it's such a ramp. You know, it's it's such a numbing thing i just read an article mm-hmm. um it's called the voiceful mm. there's a blog i'm gonna tell everybody to go out there the voiceful the voiceful and check this blog out um i don't know the name of the sister who started this blog but um there's an article that she wrote she just posted um a couple of days ago and it is titled the dick was not that big, but it was monstrous. Murderous. Murderous. Huh. Murderous. Okay. And it described her sexual, a, a sexual encounter she had with a guy. I can't listen. I'm, <laughs> I I don't want to go into it in full detail because I wanted you guys to read it. I posted it in the Hangout. I wanted you all to read it. But at the end of the day, it really captures um, what many women describe as sexual experiences. It's very, um, very... Um, non-intimate mm-hmm. a lot of pounding and slamming mechanical, mechanical yeah functional uh, there's no con- functional <laughs> no connection no connection mm-hmm. and and we've had conversations mm-hmm. about oh, i'm a master at that kind of sex <laughs> really i'm a master mm-hmm. i will block you all the way out mm-hmm. and, and talk, talk if a, i need to talk a little bit about that i, I, I didn't realize um i did it until i actually started having sex again with somebody i cared about Mm-hmm. And I noticed I was able to block this person out completely because of my trauma. Okay. And the, what the thing is, most of the time, the times that I was sexually assaulted was by someone I trusted every time. Yeah. And I spoke to you a little bit about this, but that a lot of that uh, dissociation comes from me feeling like I need to leave my body mm. in the event that you will eventually harm me. Yeah. So everyone who did it was someone I was having consensual sex with. Yeah. It was just one time the consensual sex change. Wow. So that put a lot of trust up for me. Mm-hmm. So instead of finding a way to heal from the trauma, I just block out the next person so that they don't hurt me that way. Wow. And that's how I got used to having sex. And so when I was single and I had my last breakup, I had just had my baby. I was like, I don't want to be bothered with any of you people. I just want to be by myself in my house with my baby. I don't want nobody else. 
but I do need dick in conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need right. that. I need that. So I would have right. my bills paid. I would have my car taken care of. I would have everything ordered, going to work, taking her to the sitter. And yeah. I would just get home and I'm like, I just want dick in conversation. So I would always have someone, a person, for dick in conversation. Right. Now, I wouldn't necessarily, of course, I cared about the person as a human, but they were pretty much like a human vibrator. <laughs> they were <just laughs> in the house. Like, you, you come <laughs> over here whenever you want. You know, wow. I'll cook. Are you hungry? But nonetheless, at the end of the day, dick in conversation. And, and when you're done, up. I'll call you an Uber. And that's how I was able to get through the last few years of my life until I tried to connect with someone. Wow. So I just want to, before we even that's go me. any deeper into that, I just want to highlight, because I want to make sure if there's any men listening to this podcast, I want them to understand I am certain that there are men that are complaining about women that do just like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understand that there is a genesis to that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't always like this. <laughs> I tried to care. I swear I did. And so, you know, we, we, you, it's, it's part of the reason why we really do need to, you know, as much as we kind of, oh, I don't, I don't read nothing. You really do need to kind of educate yourself. Right. Yeah, we're telling you what's wrong, guys. What right. Do you mean women are complicated. We're right, not. Right. We're talking it's to it's you. not that complicated. And really it's the same thing, right? This is behavior and, and, and is this, this isn't gender specific stuff. Right. You know, except that, outside except of the the expectations that our culture not just you know america our society puts on people mm-hmm. so men men have it and they disconnect too yeah mm-hmm. so think about how many men that you've dated that you you looking for a connection and you can't get that from him he can't give it to you mm-hmm. because he's dealt with that this so this is what i mean mm-hmm. it's when i talk about sex sex is such a sex is really designed to bring two people together exactly chemically there is a body there is a chemical that is produced in your body called oxytocin right and that chemical binds you with mm-hmm. the person it makes you it, it connects you emotionally with the person so and we're managing ways to 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 engage in sex for sport and recreation yeah need yeah mm-hmm. i go like hey that's it's a, medicine for me maslow's yeah. maslow's hierarchy of needs does classify sex mm-hmm. as a need right I, it's I, definitely I, a need. i've had my clients tell me you perform better when you take a couple of days off did you, did you get out of town this week like they know <laughs> you know they know uh-huh. when i'm in a better place uh-huh. yeah. because it's just if i don't have sex I can't, I'm not functioning properly. Mm. I don't know where, like I said, I can't get to the root of it. I'm just telling you this. Yeah. Is, this is who I am and this is how it is. And you right. have to, at this point in my life, you got to accept it or we can't be together. Right, 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 right. right. So now how do you, and so now you were going, uh, you yeah, were, I, I, I hope you, do you still have your train of thought for you? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I just wanted to call attention to that oh, now, yeah, this please. Is, oh yeah, this is, this is all truth here. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that my lack of connection mm-hmm. wasn't just with the person I was trying to be with. Okay. It, it goes across the board. It's an it'll be inability to trust mm-hmm. across the board in any professional relationships. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm always expecting the worst. I'm expecting you to mm. do what you could Woo! do, not what you will That's do. That's good right there. Stop right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you got. Expecting. <laughs> That's deep though. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting you mm-hmm. to do what I who I'm expecting you to be who you are, mm-hmm. so that's where the block comes from. That way, when you show me who you are, you do show up because you will show right. up. I ex- I didn't I saw it coming, and I'm not hurt. I've see, also some uh, men will see this as like man bashing, but they gotta mm-hmm, realize it is what it is. 
they put us in this place and to an extent we put ourselves in that place but you don't see it if you have your guard down you don't see this person violating you they've built all that went through all of this and that's why i don't like the fuck boy that's another conversation yeah but i don't like the fuck boys because you come into the situation with all your damage and all your baggage and all your trauma Mm -hmm. and you want to ruin good women right who are out here trying to find something right themselves you come here with all of this and you tell them you want a relationship and you want to connect and so they're trying to do that with you and you're on some different shit. but you know but you know and i um i had just revisited an article i wrote um i posted it in the hangout saying no to the unnecessary Mm -hmm. uh dealing with your dating woes and one of the things that i yeah because i functioned like that for a long time after my divorce i just really i wasn't in a place where i really wanted a long-term relationship relationship, Mm -hmm. but like you know i needed to dig i mean you know you i wanted the companionship you know the you know the sex and all of that um, so I did engage in a string of of, of uh, no strings attached friend with benefits relationships. And one thing that I discovered is that almost damn near every single one of those men wanted a connection. Every one of them. Every it is single just one. not true. It, they, want, now, they want a connection because you didn't want one. Nope. Because I found when I got divorced, I wasn't even I was just like. I'm going to fuck you mm-hmm. and then I'm never going to call you again. Mm-hmm. And I verbalized that. And it seemed like the more I verbalized that those were the dudes was like, but why baby? I really loving you yeah. and want to be with you and want to connect like with women you. They fall back. They don't yeah, like women I'm like, chase them. Yeah. I'm like, well, there's, not- it's, 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 I think it's, it's, it's layers to it. Right. Yeah. So I think a, when there's layers, when you've, when you've been in that, like, I know I've had, I'm not the one that I don't really jump around. I know. I, I kind of hate that I do this, but I tend to, get one and i'll be off and on with that person for like years mm-hmm. right and like off and on. yeah i'll have like an off and on not FWB. really on not really off yeah i mean i'll have an fwb type situation for like you know three four years oh maybe. wow keeping them yeah. around like that that's a relationship that's what i'm thinking <laughs> now whether that you want to call it that or not that sounds like that a, is relationship. a relationship right but see <laughs> but see but because i but for me i i just the idea is especially with this being atlanta and the you know sexually trans i just don't like to be around a whole i just do not like grabbing random people i don't either but there's a certain level of emotional commitment that comes with that friends with benefits with no title because exactly. you, you're going back and forth we're going back and that's way. exactly no. what's been happening yeah and so and and a lot of times and and most of the time i ain't gonna lie I, i'm the one i walk away from every single one and they always come back they always you ready come on you yeah. know and and, and 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 so that it does build so they do want these connections but i what i'm finding is that lots of time they're not able to give mm-hmm. it they got mm. their blocks too because they're blocked again because remember now we're two sides of the opposite we're just different sides of the opposite sides of the same coin yeah so he's dealing with his trauma we're dealing with our trauma right mm-hmm. and his trauma his, his the way he deals with it manifests in one way you know, men often disconnect, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to. And I, I've even observed in one particular one. And I know you know who I'm talking about one particular one because of his experiences. He I know that in, inwardly he doesn't feel like he can be that kind of man. He doesn't mm. feel like he can be a man mm-hmm. because he was violated. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so he can't. But lots of men feel like they can't be a man. And, and even in our culture, not, not again, not just black. I'm talking about society. Mm-hmm. We there's this this expectation that the man told everything. Mm-hmm. 
and that's a lot of weight. Yeah, and we we make sure we we have to really lift some of that weight off. You have yeah, a lot of you, pressure. It's a lot of pressure, and and I don't think that it's it's necessary. I don't really don't think it's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, because even when I think about, I, I didn't see this model example. This this really modeled with my parents, but I remember growing up in the seventies and the images I saw of couples. When I see my friends, I saw mom and dad loving on each other yeah. and I saw them supporting each other right. and I saw them openly saying admitting that how much they needed Loved each, each other, other yeah. that's what I saw yeah you know the definition of manhood was different mm-hmm. then it was not uncommon to see a man in something looking feminine and that didn't change his masculinity mm-hmm. right at all you see Prince Prince can wear some heels and you get all the yeah. women. All the, all the women. Everybody want them. All, all the women. With his little booty out. His heels. His little booty out. What? They want them. All right. So, you know, and, and so, and so there's a lot that's going on. And so in trying to understand that, it's like, okay, so now that we understand that there are problems that are affecting us and our relationships that really do generate from outside. Yeah. And we have to find a way to cope with it. And we mm-hmm. and if and, and I think the way to cope with it is gonna be having the conversation. And in order to have the conversation, ain't nobody I know for me having by well I, I don't know because there's an intersection between bipolar and trauma lots of times they say they look very much alike mm-hmm. and I think cons- for me it's complex PTSD so I think a lot of it is, is trauma so for me I don't want to have a conversation with somebody about that and they're going to be like well you know marginalizing me you know what I'm yeah. saying well, who wants to be vulnerable right exactly. with somebody that is going they know or they feel is going to throw something in their face yeah mm-hmm. And I, you know, we do. That's what we do. Because we're mad usually. By the time we get to this point of understanding, yeah. we're frustrated. And that comes out in the conversation. Hit them with yeah. the one, two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is your enemy instead of your partner. Right. So now you're going at this conversation mm-hmm. with totally an opponent instead yeah. of your teammate. Right. Yeah. Which approach, which changes the whole way the conversation flows. Right. And and, 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 and I think that we do that on both sides as well. Mm-hmm. But oh, I think definitely. that, yeah, we do on both sides. But I mean, I know that I think that women, we, because I know that's a specific fear that men bring up about mm-hmm things that they divulge mm-hmm. coming back to them in that way and, and when that, i know personally when i'm angry i'm not a fair fighter mm-hmm. like it, it I could go I, I yeah i throw them bad so i used I to could, sorry i need to work on that yeah you, you, you have <laughs> plans do. to work on it yeah i okay. do mm-hmm. okay that's real Mm-hmm. It is real. That is real. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's about being in touch, right? Uh-huh. With Definitely. yourself enough to be able to say that. Yep. You know, and uh, so would you say, and I'm going to ask you that now. Mm-hmm. So because you, you say this, does that mean your husband is accepting of it now and with understanding that it's something that you work oh, on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's key. Yeah. That's like big on his part. You know what I'm saying? Uh But I had to recognize it. I didn't recognize it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And once I did, I had to evaluate myself. And it's it's a work in progress, though. It's a work in progress because it's been so long. You know, I I always fought like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a work in progress. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And I, I, I can dig it because, I, I, again, I, that's that's what I feel. It's one of the reasons why, again, I, you know, I get told that I overthink. I think a lot, but I think deeply yeah. because I have a different perspective. Hey, I wish we didn't have to cut this short, but you know what that means. Tune in next week to hear the rest of the conversation. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our show. Tune in every Sunday at 3 p.m. at officialdfd.com. Follow us on social media at officialdfd. Your dynamic, your dialogue. Come get some.